I've got some bad news, folks. Christmas is going to be cancelled. Where's Christmas? Lisa! Where's Christmas? Ben will never find us now. This just in from the Weather Bureau. A severe storm warning is now in effect for the entire mountain region. All roads have been closed until further notice. Oh, no. What about Grandma's? What about Christmas? Welcome back to the pod. This is Princess Jafar's Christmas is Cancelled. I'm Princess Jafar, and Christmas is Cancelled. Today on an extra special episode of Princess Jafar's Christmas is Cancelled, we are discussing a very special episode of Married with Children, and we have a very special guest to help us talk about it. That's Nicole Ryder of the Hefty Hideaway, uh, an Instagram gem and one of my favorite people I've ever met in my whole life. Uh, to talk. Oh, he's not supposed to talk yet, Nicole. I'm sorry. It was just so sweet. <laughs> You're so sweet. I love you. We're going to be right back after a word from our sponsor on Princess Jafar's Christmas is Cancelled. That was cute. <laughs> Four seven seven four six two three seven seven. Princesses are standing by. Call now. Beta messaging rates may apply. Hey, it's Slim from Half Five Productions. Wishing you happy holidays. Even though Christmas is canceled, you can still stuff your stockings with a sack full of singles from Lynn Star, Quiet, Cello, El Bouye, and Shaki Shaki at HalfFiveMusic.co. That's dot co. While you're there, pick up some of our latest merch for yourself or your loved ones. We have tees, sweatshirts, and beanies ready for cold winter nights. Baby, pull me close. Want nothing in between us. Let's join our souls. Let's get married. All right, we're back on Princess Jafar's Christmas is Cancelled. I'm Princess Jafar. Christmas is Cancelled. And here we have Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm doing all right. You know, uh, just uh, hanging out amongst my trash heap here at Shaynar, you know, living my life. (laughs) I am currently going through my, like, paper scraps. Um, Mm. Paper, what's it called? Ephemera. Oh, it's okay. so hard to sort, and I'm literally like in a pile of paper right now. It's wild. I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> Do you save? I know. I know you like things. I, you're a collector, right? Oh yeah, I'm very sentimental. So yes. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to get rid of stuff. Like it'll be like, oh, somebody gave this to me like ten years ago. I don't talk to them, but it somehow holds value to me <laughs> the same way but i do allow myself two shoe boxes that are just like anything i want to be in there um it doesn't have to have a rhyme or reason and then and then everything else has to have like a historical value right. or uh i don't know 
I, I want to show you some of my things, actually. I'm going to show you. Let me see. This is just a quick little glimpse. But like, so I have like NSYNC's Millennium and oh, there you celebrity go. CD inserts. <laughs> Why aren't these available online? Like CD insert photos for every album. There's so much content here that's uh. just like, People just assume like, oh, the internet got everything right. No, right. the internet missed a few things. The um, a little Evil Dead two. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know what's funny about that in sync um, CD you showed? I actually saw them at uh, Heinz Field during that tour, which ages me a bit. But I, I did see that <laughs> during the Millennium tour. Not the the um celebrity, the celebrity? one. Oh. Yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> all the, um, what was the really good song? Was it Gone? Oh, gosh. Gone. You're gone. gone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just remember having a bit of a crush on Joey Fatone. But we, you know, I, I just always thought he was cute. The the cutest of the bunch. I, I was the odd one that. out, obviously. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. I had a Joey Fatone marionette for so long. I finally sold it. Aww. <laughs> it had the Kmart sticker on it still of $9.99, so I honored the price. That, I was like, see, that's $9.99 really nice. is fair. That is. <laughs> that's beyond fair. <laughs> I know. But those marionettes are not as rare as some other things. Like right. this insert for all of the Barbie toys that were available. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like These are like the special toys that you would like order in for, too. Not like the ones available at your local store. So this, I can't see this forever. <laughs> um, then I have some awesome like 9-11. Like this is oh from September, tw September 23rd, 2001. Um, September 16th, 2001. Like I was like that kind of kid. I was like, oh, let me say that. Then I have this nice scholastic news. Oh, there you go. With, the, with Princess Amidala. I was looking through this. Check this out. Page six, Scholastic News. This is two. This is 1999. Okay. Okay. One thing I always say is like, um, when we watch this old media, we see so many messages that are still like important today, like um, right. racial uh, justice, um, trans issues. Um, I'm blanking now, but you know, so many things. Right. Uh, and like, I always blame baby boomers because I'm like, baby boomers, you've been hearing these jokes for 40 years. And now right. in the last five years, you're acting like this is all brand new. It's not. Well, now this is my critique for millennials because this this was 1999. We were given this in the classroom. Right. A huge spread under suspicion. Do law officers target minorities? Oh, like, wow. 1999. And we're oh acting my. like, oh, this is a 2015 issue. This is a 2020 issue. It's like, but the really interesting thing that never gets brought up, it says, courts have ruled that racial profiling is a violation of the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution, which guarantees everyone equal treatment under the law. I'm like, I don't ever hear that. Right. That's great. Thank you, Scholastic <laughs> News, for teaching me 21 years later. Man. You find those things through like the uh, the oddest sources, and like 
even when I watch, like I, I've been watching lately a lot of like me TV and antenna TV. And it's yes. like, even the most supposedly woke shows are so backwards from them. Or even if you watch like certain sitcoms, it's just like, okay, a sea of fat jokes, a oh, sea yes. of like gay jokes, you know, all under the sun. Like it's right. unreal. Uh, um and like in this one we get um an interesting trans joke when he oh. says hello to the um uh kids he says boys and girls and tony oh and i kind of love it it seems like he's recognizing tony's choice like what tony wants right right I didn't even, you know, I picked up a, he said Tony, but I didn't pick up on that. It was one of the more nuanced episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad to say. When you think about like married with children, everything's just so in your face. Yes. And that episode was just so well done. Like one of the, be- I was telling you before, one of the better ones I've seen. Yeah. You were saying you recently watched some from like later seasons. You were, you were skipping through the holiday episodes. I was skipping through the Halloween episodes. I was really enjoying those. Yeah, it's like, I I started watching it because, like, during the summer, I was watching Logo a lot. Yeah. Watching Mama's Family, watching The Nanny, you know, the classics. And, like, yes. they would show just, like, marathons of Married with Children. Mm-hmm. And it's, I remember being a kid growing up watching that and just you know, you'd always have the sexist jokes, but you kind of took them with, I mean, you, they came from Al Bundy for goodness sakes, right. like, cause he was a mockery in of itself. So, I mean, you couldn't take it too much to heart cause it's all a joke, but like some of those jokes just don't land any longer. Like they just, they're not even funny in any capacity. Some of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, just we're so, going gonna to hit all of them today. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, today we're just, we're discussing, uh, we have our guest here, Nicole from the Hefty Hideaway on Instagram. Check it out. They have a really cool presence on all the socials. Um, and um, we're, I had to ask Nicole, did I give you some options for the show? Was I, did I just say married with children? Did I heavily, I, like, I can't remember. I know married with children was brought up. Okay. Yeah. So. And that's really because like, your aesthetic completely reminds me of, you know, and, and a lot of people that know you of like that Peg Bundy, Peg Bundy, that crybaby, that like late 80s, like John Waters, like campy, um, what's it called? K- kitsch. Oh, yeah, definitely a lot, a lot of kitsch. Yeah. It's like the late of, 80s doing the 50s or something like that. I mean, I feel like my tastes uh, mm-hmm. really go a lot with like within the 60s. Okay. Um, I, I, my style icons definitely though are ones that I grew up with, whether mm-hmm. it was like, you know, Peg Bundy, a little bit of Peg meets Kelly, of course, because, yeah. you know, you have that little rock and roll edge. But then, like, I mean, I'll sit there and watch episodes of Nanny and just drool over the things that Fran wears. Like, oh my God. Like, I was watching an episode where she had like, it was this, I can't remember if it was a leopard print sequin gown or if it was like a, just this long sequin gown and i just drool every time every time oh. <laughs> yes but a lot um, of 60s sitcoms too because you have like mm-hmm. bewitched with endora please oh, yes. 
she was the focal point. Samantha was so boring. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Samantha is like the straight man in the show, which is so weird. She should be like her husband's like wild, and her you know mother is zany, but she's pretty like she's the one to rely on. And but the thing that's frustrating about that show is yeah. how she just pretty much wants to change herself for Darren. He's like a jar of mayonnaise, you know. <laughs> like what's somehow the he's still more interesting. He's like she's like he's like a little bit like a, a miracle whip with a tangy zip at least, right? <laughs> Just because he doesn't know how to control his temper, I guess. But <laughs> um, the costumer for this episode is Marty M. Squires, um, and he did a few. He did a few of these episodes. He did 259 of the Married to Children episodes where he, um, what's the word, where he dressed um, at least Peg, but probably everybody on the set. Um, but I wanted to bring him up just because I wanted to give a name to somebody. Right. Killing it, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also um, you mentioned the nanny and one other show I can't remember right now, but um, Gary Cohen is our associate producer, um, but he worked on everything that we love. Um, he worked on, excuse me. Okay, so a lot of these people worked on the same shows, um, but he, he worked on Unhappily Ever After, which, what was your thoughts on that? Do you remember that one with the bunny? I didn't watch too much of it. It just like when it came out, I remember when that show came out, it just felt like, you know, like a, a ripoff of Married with Children. Well, it's and, by the same creators, which is yeah, like interesting. Like the, these who, okay, sorry. I'm a little lost for words right now, but um, the creators also came up with Silver Spoons and <laughs> it's just, it, it's just interesting. Um <laughs> The, it's so wild. <laughs> I know, right? To go from Silver Spoons to Married with Children. Definitely. They were like, they were like we need to hit the American audience hard. <laughs> um, we need to change it up, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One second. Uh, okay, so the episode starts um, with a warning. Uh, well, actually, it starts with the theme song. I love this theme song so much i don't really like frank sinatra but this mm. to me is not that it's different it's like tv theme history it's like right legendary track no i mean you can't help but link that song up you know to married with children that's what you think of you you don't even think of frank sinatra half the time you just think of no. al bundy on the couch putting his hand down his pants oh my gosh <laughs> i really i always think of the fountain really with the, that too um, yeah yeah with the slime like melting off the letters um and the sentencing of the married um i never understood the title growing up right i i think because i thought that all marriage had children included probably um but i don't know but i did watch this as a kid i love the show um but it also opens with a uh warning it says the following depicts a bundy christmas it could be upsetting to small children and others parental guidance is is suggested but this show is actually tvpg 
which might be because there's no violence and um, all the jokes probably go over younger kids' heads. Oh, yeah, but that show is so controversial for its time, too. Like, it caused such a stir. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, do you want to say why at all or, like, extrapolate? I mean... There was a lot of censoring back in the like late eighties and early nineties, like mm-hmm. Tipper Gore. She went on a rampage with like artists like Prince and such, just tearing them apart musically. I can't remember what organization it was. I probably should have done more research, but I remember, you know, a lot of there was a lot of like obviously like sexist jokes in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um they really stirred things up. But like I said before, even though like I considered myself a feminist, I can watch that and you know it's just a joke and it's making mm-hmm. fun of that that element, you know, if anything. It, do, it doesn't actually, like, I don't take it as the, the people actually like believing what they're joking about, you know, right. so you can, you can take it. But yeah, there was, there was a lot of controversy, as I recall, back then. I mean, I was pretty young when it first came out, because what, it came out like in 87, I think, or was it 88 or something like that? This episode's 87, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is wild. I did a, um, a first and last with this show uh, earlier this year. We, we just watched the first episode of a show and then the last episode of a show. Okay. And this show changes so it stays really true to itself over the mm-hmm. 10 years that it's on TV. But um, it just goes from the late 80s to the late 90s, which is just, I mean, to a lot of our younger listeners, that probably just sounds like the same thing to you. But um, the 80s were, I would say, gr- like grungier, uh, not grungy in the 90s. Way, sorry, they were like grimier, um, harder, more like alcoholic. Um like edgy in like a your scary uncle kind of way and the late 90s were more of like a jerry if you've seen jerry springer kind of that's where the like crassness moves to uh it moves from like a late night um edgy adult vibe to like more of like a woot and holler hoot and holler um i don't know smut tv does that make sense right. at all? No, I, can't, I I mean, goodness, what was that that magazine he was obsessed with? He always brought up in the show Jugs, I think it was oh, called. Oh, yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, if you, even like watching episodes early on, you can just see where the jokes get more crass. Um, there's always like, he's always making commentary about like fat women about, mm-hmm. um, you know, he'll have a fat woman at the store. Oh, you're trying to shove your foot into this size four shoe. I'm like, okay. I don't think that's realistic as I am a fat woman, but I'll take it out. But no, right. they have jokes like that. And then like, there's always like jokes about, um, strippers and you know, they all, they mm-hmm. made, they dumbed down Cali. She was pretty smart, like the first season or two. Yeah. And she progressively became more of that like blonde, stereotypical right. ditz, you know? Yeah, that has to happen to one character on a 90s show. Like one character has to get progressively dumber. It happened to <laughs> um, Eric in Boy Meets World. That happens to Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sad. Oh, it happens to, um, I think, Cody in um, Step by Step. Maybe he's uh, heard of them. 
maybe he just oh cody yeah. <laughs> cody is my like dream <laughs> Co- cody's uh, the guy that played him though he did some bad bad things oh really i had no idea all i know was his kickboxing career um i think part of why he was written off the show is because i believe there was a domestic assault charges Damn. yeah we don't condone that here Mm-mm. I'm gonna have to take off that picture from my Instagram of my stan of him. You'll have to take <laughs> off that that poster above your bed of his. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know. Oops. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like stained from the sun discoloration because it's been there for 20 years. Right. Um, <laughs> from Bop Magazine. <laughs> I was rewatching some Step by Step, and I I I just watched the Halloween and like holiday episodes of shows and the characters Beavis and Butthead were in an episode. I totally forgot about that. Do you remember when Step by Step had Beavis and Butthead on as characters? No, no. Like how did they they had people that were supposed to be like Beavis and Butthead or Yes. So okay, okay. and one of the guys, I'm gonna look this up. Okay, we're going to be right back after a quick break. This is Princess Jafar's <laughs> Christmas is canceled. Princesses are... <laughs> Wait, one, let me try that one more time. We're going to be right back with a quick break, a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, see you soon. Celebrate the holidays all year round with Princess Jafar's Not Another Christmas Song, a six-track EP available today on Bandcamp, featuring songs from Rubber and many more, including the hot track Christmas is Cancelled podcast jingle. Get yours today. Down here it says, in order to appeal to the MTV audience, the ABC sitcom Step by Step cast two act. Oh, wait, I didn't share it yet. In order to appeal to the MTV audience, the ABC sitcom Step by Step cast two actors as Beavis and Butthead on the show. They made three appearances total. After the first appearance, they recast the actor who played Butthead. Beavis was played by Bodie Elfman, Jenna Elfman's husband. Oh, I think he's he's related to Danny El- or danny isn't it danny that was an oingo boingo Uh okay um but i was played by rob moore in the first first appearance afterwards he was replaced by jason bear who is now famous let me see how bear is because i don't know anything he's this guy huh he's from what did he do I'm like, whom says he? You know who he is, though. Um, He was in Roswell. That's it. Roswell, The Grudge. Um, You know, that kind of dude. Dawson's Creek. Okay. That kind of actor. Um, But his start was as a Beavis and Butthead impersonator on Step by Step. And the reason they got away with it was because they never, they called him a Butthead. (laughs) But they were just like, no, that's not what it is. Oh my it's goodness! Not Beavis and Butthead. I don't know what you're talking about. So here's here it is. Oh, this is not Jason Bear, but whatever. Oh no, they're here. Yeah, all right, all right. Now come on. For all you guys know, these fellas could look like Patrick Luke Duffy. Perry or Tom Cruise. <laughs> 
The guy looks just like Beavis. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Those shirts are probably like $300 each now. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's probably at a thrift store. Somebody probably picked it up and then, yeah, sold it for like 300 bucks on Etsy. Yeah. And that the girl that played her that played um what's what was her her real name Stacy the one on the right in the yeah. purple she was on um a show called uh, my my two dads yes. did you ever watch that I did <laughs> did that have um Paul Reiser yes yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just so crazy, though, that like TGIF was like, we have to corner this butthead market <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like, what? That's like an MTV show. Why was TGIF? Because you know why? Talked about this recently on the podcast. Maybe you did, but like, teenagers weren't really watching tgif it was for like preteens and kids who thought they were cool but like teenagers right, were right. watching like my so-called life even blossom was more interesting oh, yeah. than tgif was because blossom had like alcoholism and like new moms and like real issues and six and you had 90210 too. 90210 oh, if you could Melrose watch 90210 you could probably watch Melrose place yeah oh yeah <laughs> And I was I, watching I, all of it though. I literally watched TV for like <laughs> six hours a day as a kid. I thought it was important. I was like, this is important. I have to memorize everything. Right. Oh, were you that way? <laughs> Did you feel like TV I, was? I, you know what was funny? And I mean, it's probably shaped me. I watched so much Nick at Night as a kid. And I remember yeah. I used to watch like the Patty Duke show and I'd watch like shows like Dobie Gillis. It's so yes, weird now Dobie when I put Gillis. on- I love Dobie Gillis, yes. but you put on like Nick at Night now and it's Friends. And I'm like, that it's was friends. on when I was in like middle school, I think it first came on. I had okay, yeah. a terrible Rachel haircut. It was oh, awful. Amazing. Braces and all. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I was just watching um uh I know what you did last summer and I was like, this is Friends the movie. Like, cause with like <laughs> it seems like it's a recasting of Friends with Freddie Prince and um What's Sarah Michelle Geller? Oh, it just yeah, looks yeah. like Ross and Rachel in like a movie realm. Like I'm, I could see that. I just want to call that. it Friends the movie, but it's <laughs> I know you did last summer. Um, I, I have like a weird thing with friends because I watched it as a like okay, because I literally liked adult sitcoms as a kid. That's what I right. preferred to watch. Um Friends was one that was reran like twice a day. So I saw it. In, in its entirety from start to finish. Um, and uh, my the rule in my household, not that there was any parents home, but my parents gave me this rule and I followed it. Uh, mm -hmm. I still follow it actually is um, no violence. You can watch anything. It just can't be violent. And right. I still live by that rule because I just don't like seeing, except for, I do like horror films, but I, I not watching it for that. I'm watching it. For I, I think with horror films, it's a little different because you yeah. know that it's a work of fiction. But right. I mean, like I grew up watching like Tales from the Crypt because we yes. had HBO sneak right. in 
and that was like that was my entrance to like I feel like some type of like filth in that nature because it was like oh my gosh soft core type of stuff you'd see a boob occasionally be like oh look at that yes (laughs) or a butt you know i'm I'm gonna have to have you back on to do the um what i think i think it's the first episode of the series which is the christmas episode oh Oh, yeah night or something like that a silent night yeah they did that originally in the tales from the crypt movie like with um oh what's her freaking name um the not the one that was on Dynasty. Um, oh, Joan Collins. Yes, I was gonna, I was gonna say her Crawford. name, but I thought I was gonna mess it up. But yes, Joan Collins. <laughs> too many good Jones. There's too many Jones. There really is. Joan but... Cusack. You have to change her name. It's now Jane Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Joan Collins. It was done like in I think the late '60s, and she's oh. the wife in that. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. I would totally watch that. There's a really good like mini mini documentary on um the tales from the crypt comics it's on the dvd it's probably on youtube also oh okay and it goes through the history of the comics into the tv show but it doesn't mention the movie at all i'll have to check out that the the 60s movie at least Um, oh yeah it's it's definitely worth it because they do i think the monkey paws story yes and they do that one i think that's the final one okay and i just it'll always stick with me the fake blood in that particular like <laughs> vignette like, oh, I, it I just, just love it oh it's it's great um do, have you ever found a monkey paw i mean not like a real monkey paw but have you found magical monkey paws in your like um what's the word um uh thrifting and like exploration of old things have you seen any I mean, not a monkey paw, but I've definitely seen some interesting taxidermy in my day. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, animals that are attached to other animals. Oh, know, no. I've only make... seen a jackalope. I've never seen anything else besides that. Yeah, I've seen some weird stuff. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, you know, if you ever go to to Trader Jack's, you, you could sometimes it's been a while i haven't okay. been there even way before the pandemic is that in the middle of ohio Trader no Jokes? no that no. one's out like uh towards heidelberg oh i don't know that i don't know this place yeah like kind of like towards carnegie and heidelberg like around that okay. area bridgeville it? um it's a flea market and it's oh. usually open year-round there used to be this she's i don't Damn, know what I happened Oh man, she used to have this table inside and literally it would be mountains of like ceramics or Happy Meal toys. And Ugh, she would just try to upcharge. But she would try to upcharge everything because she would uh-huh. have like Mardi Gras beads and be like, um, do you want those or three dollars? I'm like, no, I do not want your Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> but no, um, you would have loved it. I would have loved it. At this point, I only pay a lot for individual items if I want them. Um, right. like personally if it means a lot to me but if i'm trying to resell i try to get like i don't know like i'll try to find things where it's like oh we have 70 sky dancers i'm like oh, okay I'll, I'll take the 70 sky dancers please um but uh yeah because because i find that like these things add up so quickly in price so <laughs> oh yeah for sure 
but I did just get myself something. Oh my gosh, I haven't told the podcast yet. I am so excited. Okay, <laughs> in the first episode of this podcast, I say what I want for Christmas. Um, And it is, no, I don't. I didn't reveal it because I was afraid that someone was going to buy it. <laughs> so, because I was like, oh, here's what I want. And I was like, wait, what if my, what if one of these listeners buys it? I don't want that. That's, so, um, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. So I bought it. So now I can share it. So I'll tell you what it is right after this quick word from our sponsor. Celebrate the holidays all year round with Princess Jafar's Not Another Christmas Song, a six-track EP available today on Bandcamp, featuring songs from Rubber and many more, including the hot track Christmas's Cancel Podcast Jingle. Get yours today. Oh, but wait, first though, I want to show you actually what I have here before we go back to the episode. So I have this Toys, Toys R Us toy catalog. Oh my gosh. From the from episode one, um, 1999. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like, I knew as a kid that I wasn't going to get any of that stuff in there. <laughs> because not be, I don't know. It's just very weird. Like my parents just didn't, care about that sort of thing but um so i saved the magazines but i also saved something that i think you'll really like one second and don't worry there's no off i have completely purchased everything i've ever wanted for myself as an adult if that makes sense i'm like i'm like oh i wanted this as a kid well guess what i have it now so it's fine i do that a lot too like you'll you'll like something that you didn't get for some reason as a kid and it's like okay find it now guess what you can buy it now yeah it's the best do you remember this magazine 1-800 trekker to be honest no because i wasn't i wasn't a big like sci-fi person i know it's weird i know we were just a cattle (laughs) have you seen um you've seen um best in show right yes Okay, we're just catalog people. We're so lucky to be raised on catalogs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Unopened. Yes. I like just, this is the Star Wars one from when episode one came out. And I was like, I'm just going to put this in my special drawer. And it has, okay, so 1-800-TREKKER was a 24-hour sci-fi collectibles hotline. The oh mail order goodness. catalog of the sci-fi industry. Um, spring, summer, 99. We were just obsessed with it as kids. Like, this is the X-Files page. Just like... Oh, my gosh. Just any of these things would be so cool now. But I I don't know. Do you think I should, like, try to digitize these print things and put them, like, on an Instagram? I just don't know what to do with these things. There's a whole account that's, like, Delia's catalogs and Sassy magazines. And I think somebody would be totally into that, you know? Do they like scan them nicely or do they take pictures of them or like, maybe can you send me that account? Yeah. Cause I think they do scan them and they look like they're decent quality. So yeah. Okay. I do have a scanner here, so that could work the scanner darkly. Um, Okay. And I think there's like apps that you can get that are supposed to scan too, like on your phone even. Really? It just does it nicer somehow. Okay. I'll look at that. It's worth checking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you for your advice. Okay, we're going to go back to the show. 
All right, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm Francis Jafar. I'm here with my guest, Nicole, uh, from The Hefty Hideaway on Instagram. Make sure you check out that Instagram. Do you have other social media that you... Uh, well, you know, I, I mean, mainly The Hefty Hideaway. Yeah. I've been doing that for... I mean, I just... It's a personal Instagram, but I do a lot of, like um work on it where I talk about like body positivity mm-hmm. and um you know social justice stuff you know that's very important to me I try mm-hmm. to create a platform there but um I also like kind of a part of like the body positive stuff I do work for um my subscription addiction where I do review different styling boxes and such and I just I like doing that because I, I feel like it's fun to be able to show people, you know, different ways that you can dress and such and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not enough of it for like, you don't, you just don't see enough like fat women just being like, look at me, look at these clothes that you can wear that your counterparts have. Um, I don't know. I'm yeah. just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but- no, it's. It's, it is like, I guess I, I guess it's been so, it's been so many years now seeing your feed that there's like absolute, it's so normal to me, but you're right that most people don't see fat bodies and like different size bodies in different clothes. Like they're always in the same looks and like, I, I appreciate what you're putting out, but it also, I guess, um, just lets me open my eyes to other i feel like i follow a lot of people that are doing this now so i think it's i think it's really important to normalize fat bodies because Mm -hmm. like you know there's too much of how to put it i mean like you'll still occasionally hear phrases like oh i wish i had your confidence well why Mm -hmm. shouldn't i be confident why shouldn't any fat woman be confident and why shouldn't we be able to like just express ourselves and show ourselves off and you know just own it so it's it's good to be out there I know with me um really a lot of that was brought to my attention through like tumblr Mm -hmm. you know that's where I found like the fat positive and body acceptance communities and it changed everything around for me you know yeah no totally um uh well, yeah, earlier you said that, you know, when you watch these old shows, you can tell like where the jokes are coming from. Um, I I like usually provide a, a, like a caveat or like a warning be- before a lot of the things we talk about on this episodes because we talk about things from the 80s and the 90s and like right. at that time, like they either are making fun of it or they are... Um, Okay, it's like so okay, like so some things they're like obviously making fun of it. Other right. things, them just talking about it is radical for the time. Radical. It's like, yeah, they're making fun of it, but no one else is making fun of it and no one else is even talking about it. That doesn't right. really apply to fat bodies because every show is making fun of that at the time. Yeah. But um uh I don't know. It's weird because when you watch the best compilations of Al Bundy, it's mostly him berating women. And it's like a setup, you know, it's like they're there just so he can hit these T balls off, you know, these one liners. Um, But I guess they do get a lot of comebacks on him, but it's definitely, definitely favored in his, in his balance. Well, you know, you have those episodes where 
yeah, he's trying to knock down. Like, he, I never, it always frustrates me how he is with Peg because obviously, even though Peg obviously isn't perfect, she's not the perfect mom or anything like mm-hmm. that, but it's like, she's a, you know, a, a babe. She's a knockout. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I remember asking my mom, like, so why doesn't he want to have sex with her? I was like, what is. I don't understand. And she was like, well, she's just such a foul person that he's disgusted by her. But I don't think I don't think that's right. I think actually the character is written way uglier than who they have casted for it. Is what oh, I yeah. think it really is. It's like I think they got a really hot what's it, Katie Siegel? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I mean there was just an episode I was watching, I think it was in the seventh season, where she was featured in a lingerie ad. And it was right in front of the shoe store, okay? Uh-huh. And he was none too happy, but he didn't want to admit that he was completely jealous because all these guys were coming up and just like, <laughs> you know, the one guy flashed yeah. the ad. And she's like, you don't say sweet things like that to me, Al. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> she has some of my best, some of my favorite jokes in the show because she delivers the lines as if she is like Joan Cleaver. But then right. all of her buttons, all of her like tags at the end are just so funny. Okay, we're gonna jump into the episode. So um, we start with a, with a, um, a voiceover like from the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sitting really close. I said they. Um, Bud and uh, what's her name? What's oh Christina? Kelly? It's Kelly. Bud and Kelly yeah. are, are sitting really close, which doesn't make sense for their characters, but it's TV, so <laughs> they're squished together. Um, and or maybe i'm wrong do you think they have like a love between them or or do they really hate each other they're mostly just joking when they're berating each other i feel i think like you know they have their moments where they trash on each other he's always making fun of her for being stupid and promiscuous and whatever but and she's always making fun of him for being short and like having sex with blow-up dolls on friday night masturbator yeah but i mean i think ultimately they think there were some episodes where they both defended each other so there is love there in their own warped sense you know right they definitely are on the same side just because there's like no one else on their team i'm sure they don't have a lot of friends at school um well okay so the the ad on the tv says yes christmas eve is finally here and so is the new lakeside mall bring the little kitties we got six santas no waiting and for you bigger kids come to meet the red-nosed, oh, come to the red-nosed bar and meet Santa's very special reindeer, Donna. Come on down. We're open till midnight. Santa Claus is coming to the Lakeside Mall. So, um, what did I write this down for? That's probably not right. Okay, yeah. Um, Catherine, wait, what did I write this for? Okay. I can talk about that later. Whatever. I love that there's six Santas. Um, that right there, like, just is so fun. It's like it's like a subtle joke that isn't really a joke, but it's just like you go to the mall and you see six Santas. Like that just shows that Santa's not real, which is just so funny to me. Right. <laughs> um, that that quickly gets cut, even though they keep that they keep that joke in. But then all of a sudden, there's only one Santa, and he's parachuting in um, into the mall. Um, right <laughs> al said he's getting a hernia for christmas from carrying up all the christmas decorations um and bud says they can all go to the mall together um kelly can shop 
Al can get bombed and Buck can or Bud can ride Santa's reindeer. I love the term bombed for for loaded. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bombed. Um and like the reindeer, I think, um the one part they mentioned her name was Donna. Yeah. So it was a whole sexual joke right there <laughs> with Bud. <laughs> oh yeah. He wants to ride Donna. Um I love I just also love that like Midwestern pronunciation of Donner is also just Donna. <laughs> like it's true. It's true. Yeah, that's right, because they're in Chicago. Right. There you go. <laughs> he he mentions the L. He mentions that they're all gonna be sleeping under the L um if he loses if he doesn't get his bone or whatever. Um but so Kelly says that they can give Bud a scratching post um, to save the furniture. And Bud says, save the furniture, stop putting notches on your bedpost. Uh, what's his name? Al says, Bud, apologize. Bud says, no. And Al says, okay. Right. <laughs> I love that. I just love that. Like, I mean, in the late 80s and 90s, we were still getting the same type of hokey shows that mm -hmm. were relevant in the 50s and 60s. Um, so it might seem watching it now, like in 2020, that that that's weird. But he was just saying that line because that's just what a TV line, TV dad should say. And then, yep. yeah, he fought it, and that's it. It was all about being subversive and getting away from like that, that like father knows best type yes. of vibe, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I would actually recommend if anyone is trying to. I don't know if people are like rewatching these at all, but um, it is available on Hulu. And maybe what you should do first before you watch Married with Children is watch an episode of Leave It to Beaver or um, Father Knows Best or even like My Two Dads, like uh, Nicole mentioned earlier, or Full House or Step by Step, any of these like cornier ones, mm -hmm. and then watch Married with Children to kind of see where they're coming from, to see what they're spoofing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Al's like Al's upset because Lakeside Mall is new and it's taking their business from his mall where his shoe store is, not his shoe store, where the shoe store he works. Um, and they're all gonna be broke living in a cardboard box under the L. But to that, Bud and Kelly say, No, we will be in a warm foster home. I think that's <laughs> I so like the part funny. too where he said the mall the mall's killing your father. I think they said something like that. And then I think Kelly chimed in and said, I thought mom was doing that. I could be wrong <laughs> if it was, I think it was Kelly that said it. No, that, that sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Al says low-class shoppers go to the Lakeside Mall and um, in walks Peggy, Peggy with Lakeside Mall bags. <laughs> it's so good. She is low, low-class is just funny to me right now. I mean, classism is bad and wrong but for some reason just saying someone has no class or local that's different than you know classes it was just no a class. perfect it was a perfect entrance yes <laughs> al give me some money i'm going back she loves this mall so much he said peggy i'm ashamed of you <laughs> and she says do you remember what she says i know yeah, I know. Al. <laughs> That's so good. It makes it just makes me so happy. Um, he says once again, if people keep shopping there, it will be under the L. And she says, "Not me. I can remarry." And the kids repeat, "We'll be in a foster home." <laughs> so they say, "Let's keep shopping" because they do not give a fuck about this mean old man. Um, uh, and she says that the only reason that the mall is better is because it's because it's better and closer than his mall. Uh, it's only so much better and closer. 
Um, they have little elves, which is our Billy Barty moment of the podcast. Little Billy Barty, God rest. We don't get to see Billy Barty in this, but I'm sure that that little elf that's at that mall is our beloved Billy Barty. Um, I try to mention him on the podcast as much as possible. He was amazing. He worked from 1927 to 2001 without really missing a year, except for maybe a few years like during the war. Um, but the war, by the way. <laughs> and so that's our Billy Barty moment. Um, but so this is really funny to me. Um, <laughs> They say uh, they have a real reindeer to ride, but he's probably, but he looks like he's dying. So they said, well, then let's hurry. <laughs> you gotta go before the reindeer dies. I thought that was so funny. And then this is finally where we hear that Santa Claus is parachuting into the mall at five o'clock. Um, mm. He'll be throwing out um, gift certificates and probably other goodies. Uh so then it's time for the tradition where they rewrap the gifts from Peggy's family and give them to Al's family. Um, <laughs> and they pull out Aunt Pooh's fruitcake and they decide to give it to Stephen Marcy. What a name, by the way, Aunt, Aunt Pooh. Pooh? <laughs> <laughs> Those writers, yeah. <laughs> from good old Wanker County, no less. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, North, North Wanker. <laughs> one of the best parts of driving into chicago for the first time is seeing that north wanker south wanker sign <laughs> just like what is going on here um so then um i love how they're gonna get a christmas tree that is just genius he's like which tree do you like peggy says whichever tree around their neighborhood she likes and then al says to the kids you know your job you have to uh go to their house the day after christmas and bring it home right take it from the trash <laughs> yeah it's so I funny love it. it's like sure the, the 26th is basically the 25th who cares um right <laughs> it makes sense to me which just is troublesome i'm like uh oh i need to reevaluate a lot of things in my life and i'm like wait a second <laughs> Actually, I did do something super devious. And by the time that this comes out, it'll be way past the point. Um, I um, am I'm recording. Oh, you're going to love this. So there was this uh, TV special in 1997 called The Greatest Christmas Moments of All Time. And it was hosted by Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And it was just okay. a countdown of Christmas, episodes, Christmas moments. And I loved it as a kid. And I've never forgotten about it. And <laughs> I look it up every once in a while. And it was finally uploaded to YouTube. I love oh. YouTube. And I love that you can just keep looking for things. And then one day it's there. Just like, <laughs> thank you. Um, and so what I did is I cut out all of Tiffany's um, hosting sections and I recorded myself saying all her lines. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So now I'm hosting it. So now it's Princess Jafar's <laughs> greatest Christmas moments of all time. Um, and to decorate the set, I had to spend like $110 at Target. So all the tags stay on and I'm returning everything tomorrow. Genius. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess it's presented I'm, by Target is what I should say. I, I'm here for for thrifty stuff. I'm here for dumpster diving. I'm here for returning things. Go for it, you know? Yes. Gotta save that money around the holidays, uh, you know? Re returning things is honestly undervalued in our society and we recently reviewed um the dinosaurs episode um the jim henson show their christmas episode is where they invent returns it's like where the idea comes from is 
thanks to Fran uh, Sinclair. So thank you, Fran. <laughs> um, Fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> so uh, that about does it for Christmas. He's tired and they're saying, aren't you forgetting our presents? This episode just keeps rolling and I love it. It feels like it never stops. It's also on Hulu. So it's not like this. Well, I, I'm sad to say my commercial free Hulu is at an end. I had to cut back. Um, I'm now downgraded to the $6 amount with commercials. So hopefully I can stand that. But anyways, uh, it still feels like this episode just keeps rolling. Um, and he's like, oh, I don't have presents for you yet. Let me go get my Christmas bonus. I think we need a Christmas bonus sound effect for whenever um, that's the crux of the episode. So editors enter the Christmas bonus sound effect. Christmas bonus may be in order. I just gave him a nice Christmas bonus. I just hope my Christmas bonus check will cover it. You can forget about this year's Christmas bonus. I didn't get my Christmas bonus. No Christmas bonus? <laughs> You're fired. Because it's a classic crux of Christmas episodes. Like, someone's not going to get a bonus. Okay, good. I, I mean, that's what Christmas Vacation was about, pretty much. It's all about the pool. Right. <laughs> the bonus. The bonus. He doesn't get his pool. Um, But, you know, like, it's just like, it doesn't have the same feel because it's like a pool. <laughs> right for a super nice house right like he's all i mean it's totally different because and you have to wonder like what kind of bonus was al gonna get at the shoe store oh my god 80 like, bucks six forty dollars probably 20 yeah i mean like I, I i wonder what he would even i would have loved to see what he would have bought them if he had the bonus honestly oh, yes right <laughs> he would have gotten them like uh charcoal for the grill um because, you know, Bud likes barbecue. I don't know. Just something. I bet he would give Bud a, a nudie magazine and maybe a hanger for um, Peg. <laughs> and he would get something Kelly, something for Kelly that's dumb, but she would love it. She'd be like, oh, thanks, Daddy. So what would that thing be? Maybe mm, like, I don't know. Maybe like the um, the brush from the um gas station where you, you like wash your your windshield off with or something <laughs> for free that he stole oh maybe like he like rips the perfume samples off the um dispenser off the gas station wall or something i don't know he's not too violent like that but we'll give it to him um <laughs> so let's see he comes back right away right let's see oh i think i jumped a little bit okay yeah christmas bonus type of episode okay um, so the dad leaves and Peg says how they're going to get him a gift. And that's rewrapping his old tie, but wait, it's Christmas. Go get one of those old shirts too. So, I mean, that's brilliant. <laughs> what else does he want? And they don't have any money. It's very ingenious. It reminds me almost of like, um, a great depression type of storyline where like right. no one has anything and they just gift each other like weird buttons and stuff <laughs> it's almost sad but it's it's not like, like here's a ketchup packet merry christmas <laughs> right merry christmas mom <laughs> i saved and scrimped um and then bud says i saw a belt up there that would be great for his birthday it's just these little jokes i love them love it so let me get a, um a delivery it's a uh what are those called gift pack gift basket 
Oh yeah, like the fruit basket. Yeah, yes, like a yes, fruit yes. basket with like you know cards in it. Uh, it says the, the the guy at the door says Rhodes live here, and she says, "Why, yes, I'm Mrs. Rose, uh, Mrs. <laughs> Rhodes." Um, he hands out his hand for a tip for delivering. She says, "I don't have any change, Bud. Take care of it." And Bud just slams the door in the guy's face. Um, perfect. Perfect. They are such a good team together. They're like a family of grifters. Um, they're artful dodgers and it's from the schmitz from philadelphia um so al comes home and she's like look we got it from the schmitz and he says they're good people <laughs> i love them um he says something along the lines of like you know how we can always go look at people that are worse than us to feel better well go get a mirror um because he does not get his bonus um and they say or i think peggy says so we loved you for nothing right yeah <laughs> oh good oh yeah because we missed the part where they like you know pour adoration onto him coolest dad best dad um object of affection all that but yeah we loved you for nothing um and you're telling us you, we have no reason to live says kelly and he says yes um so bud wants to know if he's just cutting out the women if he's really going to get him a present and uh he says you should hear the way they talk about you <laughs> which i just love <laughs> how much they sell each other out. I think there's another Christmas Christmas episode that talks more about this, where they just like sell each other out so that he doesn't have to get them any presents. Mm. Did you watch that one on your revisit? I watched the one with Sam Kinison. Okay. Uh, that was a two-parter. But, and then the other one I watched was great. Well, it wasn't, the this one we're talking about is oh, my yes. favorite, but the season seven one, they had hit, they had bought um, Al a jukebox and they were trying to sneak okay. it in the house. Oh, yes. That yeah. was so good. <laughs> so crazy. Um, so heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> My heart broke when that jukebox broke. I, I, oh, I won't God. lie. I was like, no. <laughs> so sad. It's like the 80s or the 90s just liked destroying jukeboxes. Doesn't um, George Michael destroy a jukebox in a video? Like quit it now actually yeah. i was thinking about jukeboxes recently and i think that like cd cds should never have been sold in the way that we touch them they should have been like here's your jukebox put your cd in it and never touch it again right that make more sense? like why were our hands touching those things every day like no well, they were they were great though the disc man i mean because that was <laughs> yeah I, I it was ridiculous though i don't miss that being in high school and because i could not make my mind up having like a 12 pound book of cds oh that weighed gosh. more than any of the books i took with me to school <laughs> <laughs> oh my that's amazing yeah. yeah i um i still have i i don't i still have some cds that are like they're not really to listen to they're just because i'm like oh i'm not getting rid of simpsons jazz album i'm not getting rid of some things you know um <laughs> like with do the bartman on it like no i'm not getting getting rid of that but um i do still have all my dvds in books and i love them except for um the xbox one doesn't read half of them <laughs> so i'm like oh no I don't, it doesn't even recognize them it's like what is this i'm like it's a dvd it's like I am a Blu-ray player. I'm like so freaking uppity. Um, no, but it, it reads some, but it's just like, come on, just because it's from 1998 doesn't mean it shouldn't work anymore. 
Right. <laughs> I take good care of my DVDs, um, which which is rare for me. Uh, but okay, so right the, in the other episode, they drop the um, jukebox. It's very upsetting. So Santa, let's see. Oh yeah, so he's not gonna have presents for them. He says Christmas without presents is kind of like, uh, or Peg says Christmas without presents will be like our birthdays, and he says Happy birthday, hun. It's just great. Just constant one-liners. Um, so Santa Claus is going to drop gift certificates when he jumps out of the plane. Um, they're all... Okay, so then um, what's their names? Oh, Steve and Marcy. Yes. So Steve and Marcy come over with presents for the Bundys, which is so nice. Especially since they took their fruit basket. And they don't even know that they took their fruit basket. That's the beauty uh, of it. Like, I, I was loving that, that they didn't have any inclination that that was theirs. And I was sitting there eating an apple in front of them. That's so it. funny. So their last name is Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not pick up on that. That's, so oh, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. That's that's great. <laughs> that's an extra layer. Um, Yeah, this is definitely in the seasons, like, before Marcy, like, snaps, I would say. Oh, and like man. gains total like badass energy over al oh yeah well she because he had his no ma'am group and she was in a group i think called fang which is with feminine feminist group mm-hmm. and no but she definitely like I, it was weird how steve left though because i think they made him a park yeah. ranger and he just like booked out and yeah. then jefferson came into the play oh my god <laughs> i love him so much when i was little i thought he was the brawny man Kinda i was like, like him. he is the brawny man isn't he like i thought it was the same thing but <laughs> um let me see one second i want to say so um married with children is from ron levitt or leave it and michael moy and they are the creators of as we said before um Married with Children, Happily Ever After, something like that, Unhappily Ever After, and um, uh, Women in Prison, which I've not seen. I really want to watch that from the late 80s. Oh. Have you seen that one, Women in Prison? No, but I'm intrigued. Right. <laughs> and um, Silver Spoons, but also um, created It's Your Move, which was a show where this guy, one second. Is it David Garrison? Well, yeah. Okay. David Garrison, who plays Steve, um, is the stepdad who's like always trying to like outsmart this smart kid. Oh. Um, so so these creators worked with him on It's Your Move. And he was who they moved on to Married with Children, which is oh. so weird that he wasn't like the Al Bundy. He was like the side character that had got written off. Right, right. Um, well, I think but, he, he ended up leaving the show because he was on Broadway, which is even wilder. That is. I um. Does he sing in this episode or something? No, not in the one we watched. I, no. I feel like I've seen him like do something weird. Like I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all these um, all these writers. And producers and series creators 
um, worked on like everything. I want to um, bring up Linda Day for a second who directed this. And she literally directed um, everything from, okay. She worked on Alice, WKRP in Cincinnati, um, oh. Archie Bunker's plays, Benson, Newhart, yeah. Facts of Life, Different Strokes, St. Elsewhere, It's Your Move. That was the show that we just mentioned with, with uh, Steve on it. Um, Who's the Boss? Small oh, Wonder, Knott's Landing, Dallas. <laughs> um, give me a break. Women in Prison, we just mentioned. Kate and Allie. Did you ever watch that show, Kate and Allie? You know, I remember when it was on, but I didn't really watch it much. That was the one with uh, what Jane Curtin. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. I've only seen it in the last three years, from just from trying to find old series. You know, what I mean, it's like just through research and stuff. It's weird. I, I kind of got into it a little bit, but it's very hokey. Um, Major Dad, Married with Children, um, The Baby Talk Show, Mad About You, The Nanny. Um, single guy, it just keeps going. Parenthood, Dave's World, Jeff Fox for the show, Clueless, Unhappily Ever After, it, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, The Parkers, Reba, um, oh and most recently, 2003, Good Morning Miami. So just like 20 solid years of sitcom directing. So all of the players in this episode are knockouts. Like I'll just say some of them. Um, Linda Day, Bernard Vizga is the art director. Um, okay. And this is maybe too much for everyone at home, but I'm going to basically do the exact same thing I just did and just say a bunch of the shows he worked on because like he switches up so nicely between like, um, okay. So he did, who's the boss married with children mad about you and the nanny. Okay. Oh, and Shasta McNasty. Did you ever watch Shasta McNasty? No, no. Oh, I recommend Shasta McNasty. I'll have to it check it out. 1999, one year, it's two like loser dudes who are super scrubby and always up to bad schemes. It's like, it's great. <laughs> um, but this guy did The Nanny and Married with Children. The Man. art director. Like, he art directed <laughs> The Nanny. He, he had a mansion in one show and he had married with children at the same time he was doing those two different sets like just to polar opposites <laughs> just 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 to do it um and then another person i just want to i'm so sorry i'm doing this to everybody but like gary cohen is the associate producer which usually is like i don't know just like a just like a role i would never mention on this um but once again, he did starting with, I'll start in the opposite direction this time. And he most recently was working on a show called REL, which I have not seen. Um, okay. And Anger Management, 2012. Rita Rocks, Living with Fran. Still Standing According to Jim, George Lopez Show. Um, the Drew Carey Show. Wanda, oh. Psych Show, Wanda at Large. Um, what I Like About You, um, The Norm McDonald Show, Unhappily Ever After, Married About Children, Homeboys in Outer Space, which is not a show I've seen, but I really want to check that out. Oh, um, that used to be on um, 
what what was it called? The WB, I think. Okay, back yeah. in the day. I was looking at it had some nice UPN logos on it. Okay, it was the UPN <laughs> Because it was like WB and UPN became the CW. That's what it was. Okay. (laughs) It's just some TV math right there. What do you get when you add UPN plus WB? Right. Um, But yeah, everyone that's working on this is like um, a knockout in the sitcom world. Um, And that's why this like simple story can just be so it's just done so well. I'm just so flabbergasted by it. I would love to do it as a play because it's just a one act. It seems like one act, one, one set, five, six, seven characters. Oh yeah. Um, so when we do that play, you're going to have to be Peggy for it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be mad about you. So, <laughs> so then, okay. So here we are. Um, Steve and Marcy come in the door and um they have all these gifts for santa and peggy says good thing good thing they're labeled we we wouldn't want to mix them up with everything that al got us so marcy says to al what did peggy get you he said a regularity and these two kids um steve says something i think is really funny he says the traffic from the new mall was terrible and didn't ease up until we got to your mall al (laughs) just i don't know i just love that everyone's just so mean to al is Al actually a bad person or is everyone mean to him? Like, do they have a reason to be mean to him? I don't know. It's tough to say because Al has his moments where right. he can be likable, but I guess it's like any other human being where we have our moments where we're likable and enjoyable, but then we're, we can have our moments where we're, we're just terrible. <laughs> and Al has his moments where he can be terrible. Right. <laughs> Okay, we'll give that to him. Um, and but uh, but I don't know. It just I guess like the normal things I would look for in a terrible person, I just don't often see. Yeah, I don't for... think it's like a malicious terrible, but it's yeah. like kind of like I don't know. He mo- is... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no no no! I I mean I, I'm trying to figure out a way to word it because <laughs> I mean he just he you you want to root for him, but then he always does something that's like. Uh, Al, but then you still okay. root for him. He's like an anti-hero of some yeah. sorts in that regard. That's I think I think that's exactly right. Like right right there, he's like some kind of super soft Joker type. Like, <laughs> 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 All right. so um, so Steve and Marcy get Al the perfect gift they donated to the National Association for Women, and he says, "Am I invited to their ten thousand man stomp, um, ten k <laughs> whatever?" Um, and they give Marcy this fruit cake that Al had kicked over kicked all over the living room like last year and she says great a fruit cake with a footprint on it um <laughs> from aunt Pooh. <laughs> from aunt Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> i want to eat everything that someone named aunt Pooh is making all of it please um <laughs> so then they watch together um or or um steve's like turn on the news santa Claus is parachuting into lakeside mall and al's like the news won't be promoting a mall um and the news is, they said Santa's wearing a high-top Reeboks available at Ouija's. Um, and Al says, and they wonder who's going to fill uh, Cronkite's shoes. I I love it. I love good Walter Cronkite joke. And Santa jumps out of an airplane, um, look at him fly. Santa's chute doesn't seem to be opening. Of course, he's being blown <laughs> off course. Um, of course. And we don't know where he is. Santa 
very violently lands on his neck in the Bundy's backyard. None of them see it, but we do. Yeah. <laughs> They're all watching TV, which is us. And um wow. Yeah. Um, so then we, we jump to Marcy freaking out. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And the Bundys are just eating pizza. Oh, they're so know, they're, happy. They're so, so unfazed by it. Like unfazed. it's just, And there's Marcy just like traumatized. Steve sitting there drinking <laughs> to calm his nerves. Oh, it's and yeah, so they're eating good. a pizza. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's amazing. Um so they're the pizza was probably purchased for them because by the police department or something like that because of the trauma right like it's it's they're being catered to right now and they're so happy um they're saying things like you know we ought to make some eggnog and cookies and steve says you ghouls (laughs) i love it (laughs) you ghouls um what do you want me to do steve quit eating um he said we're trying to have a christmas meal here and (laughs) Um, they have a couple questions. The police or like the coroner has a couple questions for the family. Um, did you know him? And Peg says, I've read about him in a couple books. He's usually going up though. Um, <laughs> and so they didn't know the deceased. And did anyone see him fall? And Bud's like, I wish. Um, oh, it was great. <laughs> and he says, son, the real Senator would never jump out of a plane with two bottles of Muscatel in each hand, which is a wine. <laughs> looked it up and um he said he's the real santa will find your house no problem and bud says it shouldn't be a problem he'll just have to follow the buzzards it's just like (laughs) constant you like i feel like on a lot of new shows each line isn't a joke i'm like expecting that almost it's like every line has to be a joke but like when you watch bob's burgers not every line is a joke there can be like two or three or four or five lines that are actually setting up the story but in this almost every line that's said is a punchline it's we're setting up the next one i think the only show that really comes up like that yeah would be 30 rock every they are so good about back-to-back jokes and some of them you won't even catch because they're either just so on the fly or the reference might be over your head but it's like there's no way to catch every reference on that show yep I was rewatching it a little bit and it's just like, I'm, I saw so many more jokes than I saw the first time I watched it. It's just like, it's a good one to watch and rewatch. And it makes me feel like I have like an insight into the world of TV that I, you know, don't actually, but you know, I love that like behind the scenes feel. Um, a video came up on my YouTube today. I didn't watch it, but it was like 20 fake shows from third rock or from 30 rock. And I was like, Oh, I really want to watch that YouTube video. Um, uh, so marcy is like oh go ahead oh go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead no i'm just trying to get through this (laughs) crazy episode but okay so marcy um uh is like i'll never be able to enjoy christmas again and kelly says well you're in the right place Uh, and then peg says these things happen (laughs) like it happens all the time right yeah and marcy's like when when has this ever happened um and Peg says it could be worse. He could have landed on the picket fence. And then we hear jingle bells from the body bag, which is a great <laughs> audible <was> joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the 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 coroner's trying to leave and he's like, Merry Christmas, folks. 
And they're just like, Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> but he opens the door and the little kids are like, we want Santa because they s- somehow know that he landed in Bundy's backyard, but they don't know that he's dead. Mm-hmm. So Al Bundy doesn't hear the kids and he's like, what now? Is Did the Easter Bunny hang himself in my front yard? <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> so um so the corner's like we can't take the, this body bag out of your house as long as there's little kids in your front yard um so um marcy tries to leave but the kids ask her where santa claus is and she's like he's fine he's a fat jolly man he'll never leave us as long as there's christmas there'll be and then she loses it and calls them killers and they go upstairs I mean, he uh, Steve asks if he can take Marcy upstairs to lay down for a second, and they all peg and Al offer their bed, and that of course worries Marcy the idea of sleeping in Al Bundy's bed. So he <laughs> says he'll lay down some newspapers, um, and the the coroner and like the police officers are just holding Santa Claus up in the air. He's like, "This bag of Santa's getting heavy." <laughs> And so they're like, um, Al has to get rid of the kids. And this is the part where he says, boys and girls and you, Tony. Um, And he said, Santa had a little bit of Mrs. Bundy's cooking. So he's bent over. This is just like, you're going to see this in every 90s show is that like the wife can't cook. And it's funny. Right. Um, And it's because like that is seen as like the one role of women in Mm -hmm. tv for 50 years so the fact that they can't do that makes them like useless like you can't cook that's the one thing so it's like i don't know it's like a constant joke in the 90s it's never funny um so we want to see santa claus and so al gets into the suit um he says I landed on my belly, uh, Al's in the suit, which is great. It's what we want to see. When, when there's a Christmas episode, we want to see one of your characters in the Santa suit. Like, that's what you have to do. Um, not many things that need to happen. But this Christmas special really kind of hits everything. Santa Claus dies, which does happen in a lot of Christmas specials. Um, there's a bonus missing. We mm-hmm. get Al becoming Santa Claus. It's just, like, hitting all the tropes. And it, it's because it's written, <laughs> produced, directed by sitcom legends. So it makes sense. Um, we got that bingo card full. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, what? I finally started doing on IMDb, which is I've been using IMDb for years, but I finally started adding favorites. I'm like, oh, that's oh. that's probably a game changer. Yeah. Like, have you been doing that? <laughs> You know, I don't really go on IMDb so much, but that's a smart idea to do yeah. to keep track of stuff. I'm I'm gonna like try to retroactively go back and like just <laughs> hit this up because whenever you look up any of these producers, there's always a, a title or two that you're like, I've never heard. I really want to see that. Um, so for me, this time it's um, well, I've heard of women in prison before, but I want to see that finally, and I do want to see Homeboys in Space. Cause that just sounds like it's good visuals at least. Um, right. But yes, I recommend it. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, and just, yeah, just like if you're interested in any of these shows, look into who's writing it, who's directing it. One of the ways I started reading more was because I was really into the twilight zone 
And I just started reading books written by the people who wrote the episode I liked. Just looked up their names on Amazon and started ordering their short stories. Um, so look into it. Look into it. If you like, if you like the show, look at the writer, look at the director, um, and that will tell you a lot. So Al lets the kid sit on his lap, ask for different things, but he is like sabotaging their households <laughs> by saying horrible <laughs> things to these kids. He's like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And the kid says, "A horse." He says, "I'm gonna give you a horse, but if you wake up." And there's not a horse there. It's because your mom scared it away. She's <laughs> <laughs> just so mean, but I love him. Um, something about Al. Um, and I'm sure many of you know this, if you know this, but Al Bundy is always RuPaul's crush. Whenever she's asked, like, who do you think is attractive? She's always like Al Bundy. Uh, and I get it in a gross way. I get it. <laughs> um. And then, okay, so all the kids are gone. Santa Claus is gone. Um, and the um, spokesman from Supermarket Sweep comes in, <laughs> David Ruprecht, um, which I loved Supermarket Sweep. Did you ever watch that one? I, I did, because what, it was on like, I think it was on Lifetime, and they just For, they have a re a reboot with uh leslie jones yeah i haven't seen it ABC. yet but like i oh my god i they love had that the show original. so much yeah i think the original is like what on netflix or something mm-hmm. like that or hulu i can't remember yeah i i'm i love pricing games <laughs> now there was another supermarket sweep that was set in a mall it was let me see mall pricing game TV show 90s. <laughs> Shop till you drop. Thank you. There you ah, go. Now y'all know okay. how I use Google. Uh, mall <laughs> pricing game TV show 90s. It was called Shop Till You Drop. And it was like two stories. Um, and they had to like run up and go to different malls. I don't know. There's ep- there's full episodes on YouTube. Um I'll have to but check it out. That sounds familiar. It's it used to play back to back with um supermarket sleep on this channel i don't know if you ever had it It was called pax it was like a um, christian channel oh yeah yeah yeah. i remember they that one just yeah. play like the i love these kinds of shows the um touched by an angel dr quinn's like the um early edition right oh my gosh actually this guy has come up today um maybe four or five times um Kyle Chandler. I feel weird saying his name right now because I've literally seen his face maybe six times today. Um, he's the lead of early of early edition. And I'm feeling spooked oh, out. Yeah. If he dies tomorrow or something, I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> he's on Friday Night Lights too, <laughs> yes, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Did you ever watch Friday Night Lights? You know, it was one that I, I didn't, but I've heard awesome stuff about it, but I've never I sat know. down and watched it. People recommended to me and I'm like, I... I just want to see like a compilation of the gay moments or something. I don't know if I really want to watch it. Like, is it, is there gay stuff in it? If you're listening and you've seen Friday Night Lights, please let me know if there's gay stuff in it. Cause I'll watch it. But if there's not, I'm not going to watch four seasons of a football show. I don't care how good it is. <laughs> I just want to see some gay shit though. Um, between consenting adults. I don't want to see high schoolers. Cause I just realized right now it's probably a high school football show, but I like consenting adults. Anyways, moving forward. 
so we get David Ruprecht who comes in um, as the spokesman of the mall and he's ready to bribe off the Bundys because like Al could say like Santa Claus died and it's completely Lakeside's fault but Mm -hmm. Al just did all this good community work telling all the kids that Santa Claus is alive and well so the mall spokesman just tears up the check right in front of them laughs in their faces and leaves Um, but then it's a Christmas miracle because this also has to happen in Christmas. Everything has to be taken away from you. I mean, in an episode, not in real Christmas. <laughs> right, right. I hope this doesn't happen to you in real Christmas. But <laughs> in a Christmas episode, everything has to be taken away. Just And, and then, you know, you're your rock bottom. And then you have to accept that Christmas is not about presents. It's about loving your family. And once you can accept that, you will then get your prize, um, which isn't true in real life. In real life, you're not going to get a bag of presents as soon as you say, like, we don't need presents. But in TV, it happens, and it happens in this episode, which is super exciting. A a bag falls from the sky. Um, They open it, and it is all of the gift certificates mentioned earlier, um, probably hundreds of $10 gift certificates. So good for them in this little world, because you know in the next episode, they didn't have any of that shit. Um, It was set back to zero, because sitcoms are Sisyphean worlds where you start in one place and you end up in the exact same place anything Mm -hmm. that you gain gets taken anything that you lose gets replaced you know except for major episodes like a a a series finale someone might die someone might something might change but usually the stakes are um resolved by the end of the episode yep well this is the end of our episode as well um, I did want to mention a couple other people. Sue Forrest Chambers is the hairstylist, and Dottie McQuone is the makeup artist. I thought that would be important to say since I love your hair and makeup. <laughs> well, thank you. And I mean, you know, the one thing about Married with Children, which is a bit of a bummer, yeah, is that Divine was originally cast, supposed to be uh, on the show. Such a Can bummer. you imagine how that show would have been with Divine on it? You know, I like selfishly am so mad about it because um, I mean, and just so everyone knows, uh, George uh, Glenn Milstead, right? Glenn Milstead. Um, yeah, Glenn di- Harris Milstead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, died before he, he was able to film, so it wasn't like he was written out or anything like that. They were they were all set to to film, but he had a heart attack, um, and it makes me so mad because he wasn't in Little Mermaid and he wasn't in. Um, uh married children and i still found divine early i found divine in eighth grade um Mm -hmm. because i i had i got a copy of pink flamingos and female (laughs) troubles and it literally oh Oh, my god that's a life changer right there yeah (laughs) holy shit that was a crazy year um but um yeah but so I still found him early, but I would have loved to grow up with him more and like see him on every episode or on many episodes of Married Children. Right. He- see him, hear him on. And I'm using him because I'm pretty sure Glenn used he, him pronouns in his life. I could use Yeah, he used sure. he pronouns. Yeah. Sure. I think maybe today, maybe he would choose something different, but um, at the time he chose he. So I'm going to use that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a little sad to me that we didn't get to see him on a daily basis, but I mean, he still lives on in so many beautiful ways. Oh, for sure. I mean, look at the influence he's had on so many people 
you know, myself included, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. the person I am if it wasn't for John Waters and Divine's influence, you know? Yeah. I remember being a young girl and seeing Hairspray for the first time, and that just, like, it, oh, gosh. I mean, it inspired my aesthetic. It mm-hmm. inspired my sense of humor. But I... I mean, you are the Hefty Hideaway. Like, that yeah, is your Instagram know, handle. Like, that's... It, and for a reason, you know, yeah. but... um. That's amazing. But yeah, I mean, and and honestly, it's sad that he didn't really get to do more serious roles because he was a good actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I like in Hairspray, I, I mean, I, I remember seeing him, and I just was even floored by him then. And then as I got older, I got to see like Pink Flamingos and Polyester, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's a seen, shame. Um, Lost in the Dust. I have that on DVD. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. So you have a good quality of it. Yeah. That's I nice. have that. And then I still have to watch it. I have a copy. I bought at one of the uh, conventions of, um, Oh goodness. I think it's Mondo Trasho, but I don't know how yes. good the quality is on that. Um, you know, it's so weird. Mond was it, um, desperate living or Mondo Trasho was on Tubi TV for a while. Oh, oh, not Mondo Trasho, but I think it was, they had Multiple Maniacs. Multiple Maniacs was on there. I yeah. was like, what the fuck is really cool? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you do you use any of those free ones, Pluto, Tubi, Crackle? Um, any yeah, of I, yeah. I love Tubi. I love Tubi too. Oh my God. And Film Rise is decent too. Oh, I don't know that one. I know the um, tag. I see that on a lot of stuff I watch, but I don't know it as an actual, it's like an app. Yeah, I mean, like, I have it uh, on my cable box, but okay. like, but it's interesting because, like, I, I like a lot of those like after school type of mm-hmm. specials. Oh, me too. And like, those movies, like the movies of the week, like Lifetime oh, yeah. movies from back in the '90s and stuff, and they'll have a ton of that type of stuff between Tubi and Film Rise. You can find that type of stuff on there. So much. As, do you recommend any specifically? Well, uh, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at um I can't even remember who I was watching because the neat thing like at least with Xfinity is like yeah. you can look up an actor or whatever and they'll show everything that they have available on there. There's this one oh, movie nice. with uh Tori Spelling in it and Kelly Martin who was yes. on the show Life Goes On. I think it's where, called like, To Kill a Cheerleader uh, or Yes, yes. Yeah. That's I think available right now. Yes, on, that on one is so fun. It's, yeah, <laughs> um, that one's a good one. Oh, it's called I, Death of a Cheerleader. Excuse me. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that one. And then I don't know if it's on any of the apps. It just came on TV. There's one with like Fred Savage and yes, and that is Cameron. on the apps. I re- I watched that recently too. Yes, yes. I'm a huge one. fan of this genre. <laughs> I really do love it. Fred Savage and yeah, and Candace Cameron, which is so fun. It's called No One Would Tell. Yes. 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 <laughs> Do I get some credits for like having seen that in the last maybe two months? Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't rewatch this recently, but you did just bring up um step by steps. Uh what's on let's see. Lisa, um it's called Lisa. Yeah, because I think her character was Dana on the show. Yeah. And fun fact when she was on My Two Dads, uh-huh. there's an her character was named Nicole, which I like okay. I you yeah. never see characters named Nicole, but there's an episode where, because I like the monkeys, I know I'm all over the place, but Davy Jones serenades her in an episode. I would love to have you back 
to do um uh Davy Jones Christmas episode, uh Monkey's Christmas episode. Oh, I would love that. I love the yeah. monkeys. Oh my god, that'd be so cool <laughs> because the Monkey's Christmas episode is one of my favorites. Um it's it's part of the opening theme song for this show. So oh, it says okay. like it's I think I think it's like um um what did you say like you don't believe in christmas or something like that it's like really good <laughs> but um i could talk to you forever but thank you so much for spending like almost two hours with me tonight um talking about married with children um <laughs> season two it was episode 13 um this came out december 20th i think 1987 um and people want to know you know they want to know our opinions on these these things before they watch them. So would you recommend Married with Children at this point? I I mean, for me, a lot of it's nostalgia. I mm -hmm. do like Married with Children, but you have to sift through some of the episodes. The earlier seasons, yeah. I like a bit better than, than the later ones. Mm -hmm. But um, this, if you're going to watch any episode, you got to watch this episode because it's so well done. I, I still can't get over it. I literally was laughing out loud at some of the yeah. jokes watching that. So it's worth it. It's worth it. All right. Well, I also recommend it. I recommend it, honestly, just to see what people are being inspired by. Because, like, you know, you're going to see a lot of these looks um, from Peggy and Kelly. And, yep. like, it's it's a great play. It's a great, great lookbook. Um, so once again, thank you to Marty. Uh, his his pen name is marty Masa, masamitsu um sue forest chambers and Dottie mcquone and thank you nicole um thank you for all of your work online and um being an awesome person and Aww. just like being a magnet you know how they say like let your freak flag fly well you really do that <laughs> and like people know like okay i'm gonna go talk to you you're a cool ass person Aww. um so thank you so much for talking to me tonight Oh, it's a pleasure. I miss you. I so, miss you too. Ah, uh, I miss everybody. It's I can't wait till it's safe again. Yeah. And I can just hug the shit out of all of you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I might I might even kiss you. Watch out. <laughs> I, I won't be mad about it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. Have a great night. You and too. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Another Princess Jafar online production.